To the Oscar Watch podcast, I am your host Stephen Buja. Hey, how's it going, folks? This is Alex Riviello. Hey, Alex, how's it going today? Uh, not great. <laughs> no, I'm doing all right. <laughs> oh, I'm no. having a, I'm having one of those nights. I just had like you know, uh, well, you don't know, you don't have any kids, so you don't know what kind of misery they can inflict upon you. I, I said, <laughs> I thankfully do not. Uh, when you, when you yeah. put it that way, at least, what uh, yeah. what's going on? I uh, just uh, I had like a the nightmare of a trip getting back home today. I uh, it took it took me about three hours. Uh, a lot of missed buses and all kinds of fun breakdowns and all kinds of stuff. And uh, it's definitely got me in the perfect mood to talk about a Woody Allen film because uh, as we'll find out talking about Annie Hall, which is what we're discussing today, he doesn't seem to like anybody too much. He, d- At all. he doesn't seem to like a lot of things in general, no. I find. Uh, but <laughs> I think that is why we, lo- we like, uh, we like uh, Woody Allen, but we love Annie Hall. He's just so... He's a frustrating character, that, that Woody <laughs> Allen in this movie. And, and I, in real life. And, and, and def- he is not <laughs> without his share of controversy and baggage. That is for sure. And we will, and we will definitely be talking about that. So... Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Oscar Watch Podcast. We are two guys, Steve and Alex, and we are looking back at all of the Best Picture winners from the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences. You may know them as the Oscars. And seeing how they hold up after all these years. Uh, We have done two episodes so far. This will be number three. The first one was Rocky. The second one was Crash. And I must say right now, the Academy is evenly split between making the right choice and making the very, very wrong choice. So it's one and one on the column. Definitely here. If you have uh, questions, comments, points of clarification, did we say something wrong? Did we say something clever? You can get in touch with us on Facebook, on Twitter, at Oscar Watch Pod. We just started up an Instagram account where we are posting some of the screenshots of whatever movie we are talking about that week and you can also send us a good old-fashioned email at oscarwatchpodcast at gmail.com and we would love to receive it because if we do i'm sure if it's friendly enough shall we say kosher enough we will we will read it online and you can be internet famous for all of like five seconds so we can offer you that and we would love to hear your thoughts and any ideas you, you might have for making us better. Or even if you just want to tear us down because we sound like schmucks, that's cool, too. We probably won't read that one on air, but what can you do? We'll read it in our hearts. We'll read it in our hearts, people. That's what... Keep it with us to our dying days. <laughs> just, just think before you write is all we're saying. Absolutely. Uh, it's the internet, folks. It is written. <laughs> Things are written in stone, not in dry erase marker whatever okay so annie hall is i mean alex when you when you think of woody allen he's made this is it yeah this is it like he's made, yeah he's made, <laughs> yeah, he's made he makes a film basically every year yeah it has for I don't know, like 50 years or something like he's yeah. he is very so pro, very prolific um have you how many how many other woody allen films have you seen uh, I'm not too up on his current uh, slate. Uh, I've seen a number. I used to be heavily into his his, his early work, his uh, much much sillier 
Netflix, like, you know, like sleepers and all that. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely kind of fell out of his graces <laughs> after all, especially after all the stuff going on, I guess it's very, it's one of those very hard to, uh, separate the artist from the art kind of thing, you know, all the stuff going on with him. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, probably all his earlier, I mean, Annie Hall in Manhattan has definitely always been kind of on my list that they're, uh, some of my favorite films, I should say, of uh, same, definitely favorite New York films too. I'd say ah, okay. this is a very, very New York movie. And and you would know best, you being a born and bred New Yorker. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, in the Bronx. So the, unlike uh, Alvy Singer, who's the Woody Allen's character in this from Brooklyn. Yeah, from Brooklyn. Now, <laughs> Brooklyn now living on the Upper East Side, I believe that's where his character yeah. was. In the rough and tumble days of the nineteen seventies. Okay, right. so okay, so you have you have you have some experience. Yeah, so with, you, Woody you, Allen. you as well. You you've been a, a fan a long time. Uh, uh, full disclosure, I do believe Annie Hall is the only Woody Allen movie I have ever seen. Oh, uh, yeah, oh, that's it, interesting. It's it's a bit shameful. I I don't know. I just haven't made the time for him. I it's it's it and it doesn't have anything to do with the with the controversy over you know over his proclivities and whatnot. I tr- I try my best to remove art from artists and yeah, yeah like, even even here in Annie Hall, it actually kind of creeps in a little bit. Like in oh, one of the, on one of the first scenes, I was like, oh, God, no, yeah. young LV singer, you can't just go up and kiss a girl like that. That's so weird. Oh, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it creeps it's, up in, and all, the spoiler alert, it creeps up in all his films. Yeah, it there's always some kind of weird sexual relationship. Yeah, usually, generally with older men and younger women. I don't know why that is. Well, I mean, I can I, say I, why, I, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, there's definitely a. Some weird stuff, especially you know, going back on it, it's 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 some it's not like um, I don't say I don't I think it's aged better than most films though. I want to say it's aged better than Rocky even. I would say like as far as uh, uh I don't want to get into a fight like Rocky versus <laughs> Andy <laughs> Hall, but but uh as far as most things and as far as even as far as like just how everything is um just just how everything is laid out and the jokes they they still seem timely. In a way, yeah. even though it's 1977, like it's nothing. There's nothing that's like too stuck in the time that is, you won't get it now. Yeah, it 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 uh, it is a, a very timeless film. It, yeah. Even even the even the, the the style, which which we'll get into later, it feels very modern in a lot in a lot of ways, uh, and it it is held up. So when I think of Woody Allen, I think of Annie Hall. It it's, it's really my like my exposure to uh to alan mm-hmm. and you know what i'm totally fine with that <laughs> like i i do need to see like manhattan and mighty aphrodite and hannah and her sisters and sell and it's like match point i hear is is phenomenal mm-hmm. I, I should catch all of those but i think if you ask anybody especially if you ask any like new yorkers what's the woody allen movie that they they associate him with it's going to be annie hall it's it's yeah, it, it definitely still, is his. It's it's. I mean, I don't think that's. I think it's like undisputable. It's 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 still his finest film. Even though apparently he doesn't like it. Uh, it doesn't. He feel like uh, it didn't come out the way he wanted it, which is you know kind of funny because it's. Definitely, <laughs> I feel like it's also the the one that kind of is the most him. It's the definitely the one that that kind of is all. It's all obviously all about him. Yeah. Um, and uh, his like worldview kind of. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. It's it's it's, it's definitely. I, it's 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 it deserves to be I think his best known and and uh, 
kind of the voice the voice in the face of him mm-hmm. um but it also kind of was like a turning point for him because he definitely had a whole much sillier like the whole you know like what's up tiger lily and and bananas and all that stuff those movies are a lot sillier <laughs> um, i've been told yeah and they get any hole was the first one that got very very personal and then it he kind of just took it from there and he got and then he went really into that kind of uh you know that's where everyone kind of knows him as like the uh you know kind of like liberal comedies from new york that don't play anywhere else <laughs> you know that's that's where that started i think with annie hall yeah uh it, there's a there's a a strong european art house yeah uh vibe to annie hall both you know the way the way it's the way it's structured plot from a from a plot perspective it's very free form uh the film was originally uh, as you said it was originally much different mm-hmm. didn't focus on annie really at all it was just about alvi and it was called uh anhedonia which is the scientific term for unable to feel pleasure uh, i believe i think uh devin farachi farachi of birth farachi <laughs> of birth movies that's had a great write-up on on the original cut of the movie called An- anhedonia uh back on you know in, a couple of years ago that is a fascinating look alan is not uh, he's not pleased with the film as it turned out because it wasn't his original vision mm. but i think it's a great look at how movies can change from first draft to final draft and how like alan apparently shot most of the stuff on the scripts mm. you know on the script but it you know it was originally like a two hour plus movie and it she whittled it down to I think whatever the running length. Like a, yeah, is. it's like an hour and a half. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it's, pretty, it's, 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 it's brisk, and yeah. so the, so like and he found, he found this gorgeous gem of a movie, and it makes you wonder what else was you know what else how how did the rest of it play? And he says we aren't going to we aren't going to see it, mm-hmm. uh, at least perhaps until he is dead. Uh, whenever uh, who knows when that when that, when that will be, but it's uh, it's a, fa- a fascinating look at the power of. Not just director and writer, but of post-production, uh, mm-hmm. editor, editing, and how you can, and how that is a vital collaboration for the artistic process in creating movies. Like somebody, somebody's got to piece all this stuff together, and it's not necessarily, it's never how you originally intended it to be. Uh, and I, de- uh, if if you, if uh, dear listeners, if you get a chance, do go check out that uh, article on Birth Movies Desk. Uh, birth movies death not birth movies desk that's not that exciting <laughs> that's it's yeah. one of those knockoff sites uh go check out the article on the uh, write-up of uh, anhedonia from uh, a couple of years ago i definitely definitely recommend that highly if you're a fan of forgotten films uh film history and the process of how movies come about it's uh it's a really great for any film student or film buff buff out there yeah but we are not here to talk about Anhedonia. We are here to talk about <laughs> a film an- that was the film that that we all that ended became. up with. That became yes. that is that was and will forever be Annie Hall. It uh, was released in 1977. It won four out of the five uh, Oscars. It was nominated for uh, one being obviously Best Picture. Diane Keaton, uh, very rightfully in my mind, won mm-hmm. Best She's Actress. Great. Woody Allen did win, didn't win uh, best uh, director, and he picked no, up. No, he did not win best. Oh, he won. 
He did? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. I was going to say he did not win. Uh, yeah, he didn't win for a- uh, actor. That was yes. the only one that they didn't win, I believe, right? Correct. Correct. Uh, but he did one for a director and screenplay. So. That's true. Yeah, so, he'll be okay. Yeah, he's, he'll be. He'll be. He'll be. He'll be I don't know if I would. Uh, I mean, I enjoy him as an actor, but I don't know if I would ever suggest he's the best actor category. You know what I mean? It's not. He's he's more doing stand up and he's doing. He's very much a Groucho Marx character, which is funny because he references like uh, Groucho right in the beginning. Right, yeah, right um, at the beginning. Yeah. He's like you would never consider Groucho like a best actor, but even though he was amazing, but you know he's kind of the same kind of character. He's just spitting out one-liners left and right, and you're just, yeah. I don't know, it, yeah. you're not really feeling for him. You're yeah. just laughing along with his predicament. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, uh, like say Tom Cruise. Like Tom Cruise, he doesn't play. He doesn't, he doesn't necessarily act as a character. He's the same guy no matter what i don't care <laughs> I, I love watching i love watching tom cruise woody allen's playing woody allen he's great at it there's right. nobody else who can do it better and he's yeah uh, he and he's 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 wonderful in this movie he's wonderful i'm sure he's wonderful in a lot of things but he's particularly wonderful in this movie well, so not being alone with his children <laughs> <laughs> sorry no no that's that's totally fine but okay so we know what Annie Hall uh, won. We just told you. So we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about who Annie Hall had to defeat to claim the top spot of the year. And, well, the main competition is it's a little it's a little film. I don't know. You, you may have heard of it. That came from uh, you know, somewhere, I think, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So we are going to talk about that. When we return here on Oscar Watch. In 1928, the first winner for Outstanding Motion Picture was Wings. In a few minutes, uh, we'll know the 50th. The films nominated for the Academy Award this year are Annie Hall, Jack Rollins, Charles H. Jaffe Productions, United, United Artists, Charles H. Jaffe Producer. The Goodbye Girl, Ray Stark Production, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, Warner Brothers, Ray Stark producer. Julia, a 20th Century Fox production, 20th Century Fox, Richard Roth, producer. Star Wars, a 20th Century Fox production, 20th Century Fox, Gary Kurtz, producer. The Turning Point, Hera Productions, 20th Century Fox, Herbert Ross and Arthur Lawrence, producers. And the winner... And we're back. Welcome back to Oscar Watch, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, pleased to join us. When last we left our heroes, Alex and Steve, that's us, we were discussing, we were about to get into what the competition that Annie Hall had to face this particular year. And I must say, uh, Alex, from my from my point of view, uh, I was I, I remember hearing about this when I was younger. And being very mad because I'm, uh, you may not know this about me, but I'm a big fan of the other movie that was nominated. And we will get to that in case you haven't figured out, figured out what that is. Yeah, we, we know you're a big Turning Point fan. I mean, I, we all, absolutely. We all your- I was, the Turning Point is just, I, I love, I love New York City Ballet just so much <laughs> that it, uh, I was very, very miffed when Annie Hall took, took that. And Turning Point was nominated for so much and it didn't win anything. But no, okay. So <laughs> the competition that Annie Hall had. Okay, so Annie Hall was nominated, and Annie Hall won. There was also Julia, 
a World War II film uh, that I think took best act. No, that took best. Yeah, it support- did take best actress. Uh, uh, support- oh, supporting actress. Supporting yeah, actress. For Red- for Vanessa Redgrave. Redgrave. She caused a big scene at the at the Oscars that year for. Yes, they're mentioning the Zionists during the <laughs> yes. Oscars, which is a very good thing to do in Hollywood. Not a good thing to do. <laughs> well, well, yeah, like I think the, the Jewish Defense League was outside picketing it while that was going on, which is kind of funny that Annie Hall won it too. That, so that it's kind of yeah, or maybe that maybe, perhaps that was why. All right, so, so Annie Hall, Julia, the goodbye girl. Richard Dreyfuss, lovely romantic. Con- he was having a banner year. He won Best Actor. Uh, he was. All- it was also the year of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, one of mm. top-notch Spielberg films, and yeah. uh, The Turning Point, which I, despite the little joke uh, that we may have had before, I had literally never heard of this movie until researching this particular subject right now. It was nominated for so many Oscars. It didn't win a single one. Yeah, eleven. And- Eleven. 11. Oscars. That's 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 no joke. I think it got including like, best, yeah. including best. It's like best everything, like, but it just didn't. It didn't win anything. It's about it's about ballet. So it's those, with, uh, Shirley MacLaine too. It's not like it's you know unknowns. It's uh, yeah. But I'm like Alex. Have you had you heard of that movie? No, I, I will admit I have not. Yeah, it's. I'm it's, not up on my belly. I guess but. it's so weird how that can happen sometimes. Just like here are the movies that were nominated for the best, the highest award in the land, and. Now today they are forgotten. I mean, like it happens. It happens even even with the ones that have won. But it's very, it's very odd what ha- what has endured from that year and what hasn't. So we've named four. Uh, number five uh, is is the big one, and that was a li- the little film called Star Orca. Wars. Oh, Star Wars was indeed the heavy favorite going in uh and by all accounts these were the only two movies up for consideration annie hall and star wars and history i think has actually only been good to these two films it's annie hall and star wars um i would have to say this was the first major clash between the european art house style of filmmaking that annie hall is you know kind of rambling talky uh, has does some great uh, some great work stylistically, and the newly emergent American blockbuster represented by Star Wars. Jaws came out two years before, and that's considered the first. So this is really the big action spectacle. Uh, Annie Hall would go on to win this battle, obviously, uh, and like even its own producers uh, were surprised. They kind of thought, "Oh, this the Star Wars movie is going to win." literally everything including best picture and and all of that uh so any hall wins the battle but star wars goes on to win the war <laughs> and yeah. hollywood changed forever after that for better and for worse probably I mean, both we, at the we'll, same time we'll never know until those any hall prequels come out though i mean we'll see absolutely I'm, time will time will tell yeah, it's like the the you know we got a hint of young Alvy Singer. I think we can right. I think we it can draw work. that out into a very just a very long uh, trilogy. Yeah, it doesn't maybe an action trilogy, maybe maybe something Hollywood. You should you should get on that because you know Rocky's gotten seven sequels, Star Wars has gotten a bunch See? of sequels. Like why can't it, why can't Annie Hall get it? Um, <laughs> movies like Annie Hall would still be made, and they tend to go on and win the majority of the wars. But I think this is really when we started to see the stark divide between the consumerist Hollywood 
and awards Hollywood. That's you know, mm. we have awards season. We have serious some, movies. We have serious movies. You mean like yeah, like quote unquote yeah, yeah, and you know, and they 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 change. They basically change the number of nominees. You know, many decades later to incorporate the 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 Hollywood blockbuster fairs. You know, that's why we have right. the Dark Knight nominated later on in two thousand eight. Oh God, I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's District it's, Nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the, those are the kind of like they almost feel like a you know just like a gift you know here you go just you can put that on your on your DVD cover absolutely but they'll never ever ever win I don't I don't I don't at least I don't feel like it would except with the exception of Lord of the Rings really but right well that was kind that. of a yeah, that was like more cultural moment you had a, you know it was a, you know the achievement for making this film the way it was kind of thing they had to give it for return you know they they just they could not have skipped out on that one. I would have been so mad, and oh. Hollywood would have been so mad too. Yeah. But you know, uh, but uh, as an aside, a future aside, uh, man, I wish Mad Max won this year. I, I, uh, I thought maybe I thought I could have done it, but <laughs> we could be watching Mad Max again for the sixth. Just uh, for every other podcast, <laughs> <laughs> it's just Fury Road. <laughs> Mad Max, yeah. Um, so, but yeah. yeah so. Star Wars. So, what was it, was that your preferred movie for this year? Then, do you think that? Uh... Um, you know what? There's no denying that Annie Hall is a gr- Annie Hall's a great movie, right? Absolutely, no doubt about that. But we have 40 years of of hindsight, and to see the Star Wars is not just an influential movie. Star Wars is the most influential movie of the last half century. To have to to have come out, it changed Hollywood for forever. Is Star Wars actually a good movie? Yeah, you know, it's, I it's I go back and forth on this. Yeah, I saw it again recently because I was showing it to the uh, my eldest uh, child and uh, and um, take her through the original trilogy, only trilogy, excuse me. Yes, uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's a fun movie. It's definitely slow. A lot of the stuff that we think of as Star Wars doesn't show up in Star Wars. Uh, it's still it's still obvious that they had no idea what the hell they were doing as far as uh, the lore or the plot or you know anything. I mean, they keep retconning everything in those first three movies. So much. <laughs> it's just, wait a minute, nothing makes sense if you watch them back to back. Um, so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny to think of how so much of what we think of as Star Wars though isn't even in the first movie. It's kind of it's all been built up since then. Um, but it's I mean it still holds up as a really fun adventure flick kind of you know it's it still holds up. Um, and you know as far as like the industry launched, yeah, I mean there's no comparison. I mean what else is as big? There's nothing. I don't think there's a single other film or anything that is as influential. To yeah. at least to our culture, it's, I, it's kind of a, a I insane. Can't think of anything. Not, no. b- not before, not since Star Wars captured the zeitgeist, the Campbellian mythos. Like that's why that's why you know about Joseph Campbell. You admit it. You, nobody's reading Hero of a Thousand Faces just because. It's like no, you saw Star Wars, and that's why you know it. Like yeah. it's it's it 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 changed the landscape. So in that regards, yes, Star Wars I think is the better choice, right. but. At the but time, as 1977, yeah, it's a different thing. Though, it's isn't a totally it? it's, different thing. It's a different. Yeah. It's a different era. They're they're only they're 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 judging things based on just this year's output, and a strong case can be made and will be made by us for Annie Hall to to take to take home. And I'm like, I'm totally fine with Annie Hall Hall winning it. Annie Hall, like I said, great movie. I can't wait to just 
beam over this thing. But like, Star Wars, it's... I mean, man, it's Star Wars. It's so <laughs> big and it's so it's so colossal that you can't you you can't help but think yeah maybe maybe they screwed up perhaps it was the best thing because then you, oh, fan you would never hear the end of it like fan, it won best picture and, blah, 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 and it, the uh, the fans would be even more insufferable than they already are than we already are who am i kidding let's, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah you consider yourself not a star <laughs> <laughs> so um so that is oh so okay yeah those are the other selections that year then those are the other selections that year that's a pretty pretty strong year i'll admit i haven't seen julia um or turning point yeah same here actually um (laughs) but okay but the but a lot of other cool stuff came out in 77 oh yeah no 77 was an amazing year for film like like what we got oh uh i mean we're talking about genre films uh first of all suspiria i don't have you tell me you've seen suspiria no, I haven't. I, oh I, my dude, god! I'm this is so... like an Argento film I've quizzed you on, and the second you've lost. Oh, I know, god. I know. You're gonna have an Argento marathon at my house. Uh, yeah, no, Suspiria. Although Suspiria should be seen in a theater because it is is a Technicolor nightmare. It is, it is a beautiful, <laughs> surreal, weird, wonderful, wonderful film. Like one of my favorites, absolutely up, up there with uh, some of the best horror films ever made. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's that's gets my highest uh, recommendation. Um, what else came out? Yeah, there's a lot of good. Oh, that uh, Orca, the aforementioned Orca, <laughs> which is a uh, I saw on TV in Greece on vacation once, and I don't think I knew I was watching Orca. I didn't know what the hell I was watching until <laughs> everyone. And if you see Orca, that is a nutty, nutty, violent movie, which is pretty much Jaws with a with Orca whale. <laughs> but uh, what else? Hills Have Eyes came out that year. The original, nice. The original, nice. um, Sorcerer. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorcerer with um the the the, the truck one where they're transporting yeah. what nitroglycerin or whatever. Oh god, I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah, um, house or how, oh. house house zoo. Yeah, which we I saw. We saw that together, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we saw that with the IFC Center a few years ago when they re-released it. Oh my and god, that movie is speaking of surreal, dreamlike. I don't even know what the not I don't even know what the hell. How do you describe house zoo? It's one of those movies. Just... I don't know, man. Um, but. My but my favorite part about Hausu is that you 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 found out that there's a sequel to Hausu and Alex what is what is that name? Oh, what? not Hausu. You think about house. Uh, house. About, yeah, no, that's a different house. It's a different there, house. There's oh. two different houses. It's house. Uh, house. The um, house is the uh, American film about the haunted house. Oh. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah, so, I yeah. thought it was this. Oh man. No, I, that's I, another house. I have oh, okay. egg on my face now. Oh, it's okay. But yeah. yeah, there is another American film called House that's about a haunted house, which has the sequel with the, the greatest title. I don't care about. I know there's Break Into Electric Boogaloo, but the sequel to House has the greatest sequel title ever created, which is House Two: The Second Story. <laughs> it's I, I just, perfect. I, I love that. I love it's that perfect. So much. <laughs> there's no, there's no, no one's going to top that ever. Yeah, but um, yeah, but yeah. That, uh, anyway, <laughs> Eraserhead, the David Lynch classic, oh, yeah. came out. Smokey and the Bandit, Spy Who Loved Me, Saturday Night Fever, Close Encounters. Seventy-seven was like seventy. It was on point. They had a Emmett lot of Otter. movies to choose from. <laughs> Emmett Otter came out that year. <laughs> Good old Jim Henson. I love that movie. Oh wow! So, um, <laughs> so yeah. If you ever need to just pick a year uh, to watch all the movies that came out. You could 
you could do worse than 77 for sure. It's uh, It was pretty good. Uh, oh, and one more. Uh, oh. Rolling Thunder. Rolling Thunder came out that year. Okay. Which I'm I don't right. know if it's, it's re- that's one of the greatest revenge films ever made. Nice. Okay. Really I, I re- it only got re-released recently, so. Okay. I, re- yeah. I, I have a large gap in my cinematic knowledge and that's that, Mr. Well, that, that movie that movie was not in print at all it wasn't i don't think it got on to dvd until like five years ago something like that oh, okay. um so yeah so it's, it's one of those movies like if you've never seen it that's okay just go see it it's, it's a really <laughs> really fun revenge flick okay but uh so yeah the genre so you know and like yeah genre wise genre wise banner here there's there's an argument to be made that Star Wars was not even the best genre film that came out that year. <laughs> but, let's go let's go with that. But okay, so that so that was the competition and that was literally all the films Annie Hall defeated on its way upwards to claim that tiny little golden man statue. That is the Oscar. And we are gonna take a quick break, gather our thoughts, and when we return, we're gonna dive right into the life of Alvy Max Singer and his girlfriend Annie Hall when we come back. It had to be you. It had to be you. I wandered around and I finally found this somebody who Could make me be true. Welcome back, everybody. When last we uh, just saw you a few minutes ago, we had talked about all the other films that Annie Hall had to beat to claim victory. And so now I guess it's probably that time to start talking about Annie Hall itself. And Alex, uh, lay it on me. What? What is it? Do you like it? Do you love it? I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. Describe it. It's a a poor poor Brooklyn uh, Jewish Brooklyn kid uh, who grows up to be a comedian. His name is Alvy Singer, played by Woody Allen, of course. Who uh, is just talking about his horrible, well, not horrible relationship, about his relationship with the one and only Annie Hall, who's played by Dan Keaton, and uh, just basically goes through his entire life in a really clever fourth wall breaking way. And yeah. I want to say that. This is probably one of the first movies I saw that kind of utilized this, uh, where they the, the, they talk directly to the camera. Yeah. Except maybe Wayne's World. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, Wayne's World and Annie Hall. That's about right. it. But uh, but that, but in terms of the ti- in terms of timeline of films, I this definitely oh, I think seven, is seven. yeah it's yeah seven, be... seven. It's one of the first major Hollywood yeah. movies that did this. I'm sure oh, on the first shot too. Yeah. For, oh, and it's it's. And it's just so charming and wonderful. I'm sorry. It I, I, uh, it's like it's this movie. I thought maybe when I when we fired up, like okay, Annie Hall. Like oh, I like Annie Hall. That's great. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it probably hasn't aged all that well. It has not aged a day. This movie no. is so 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 very watchable. I. I, you know, say what you will about Woody Allen, but I like these characters. These characters he has made. They are just Keaton and Allen from the first awkward conversation when when they first meet, even though we've seen them before, from the awkward conversation at the tennis club 
which they're doing like a little verbal tennis match themselves. Uh, right. Do, so they, you... they're, well, we want to talk about set it up that uh, they're, they're in a relationship. And uh, is it as, as he met, as he talks about their relationship, he, we, we learn that he is no longer with her. That's, isn't that the start yeah. off? Like uh, that? Yeah. He, he starts like the, from the very first scene, we, we, we yeah. learned that this He's... is a doomed relationship. Right. And that's fine. In, fa- in fact, that, in fact, that's actually kind of nice that we know, we know how it ends and that there's a firm period on the end on the end of this relationship uh it it makes it um it makes their romance more endearing i think because it is it is doomed. doomed. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting point. It's, it's, and especially, I don't know, I can't think of another... Well, just the fact that it ends on such a, you know, could be a, could be a down note is weird. I mean, that, that just separates it from the Hollywood films as it is. Yeah. The fact that he doesn't, you know, you, you think kind of, oh, he's going to get back. No, no, it ends exactly as he says. He just, he he hates his life. He hates, <laughs> but he loves living, as he tells us. And he loved this woman, but just, just did not work. And that's yeah. it. That's and, pretty much... A film, if you think about it, but it's you know more than that, of course. <laughs> yeah, but but that's uh, that's that's a great lesson, one you don't normally get in Hollywood. Like it's okay, right. it's okay for like I have this belief that some people are only meant to be chapters in your life; they're not meant to be the f- part of the whole story. People can come and go, and right. this is one chapter of Alvy Singer's life, <laughs> and it's a it's a beautiful chapter. It's a devastatingly funny chapter as well and it's a very honest one too i think everyone who's ever been in a relationship especially a relationship that has not worked out can relate to some if not all of the scenarios that uh alvy and annie found themselves in i mean do do, do you do, did i uh, watching this did you go uh, yeah i know this or i feel like alvy i feel like annie were you able to relate in that way yeah i mean obviously yeah it's it's one of those things like the you know and it, it's i mean it's hard it's that kind of good breakup too where it's kind of they kind of go off their own ways there's no real ill will they just know that they're not right for each other uh they still kind of love each other they they just but they just realize that it was more kind of a you know it was good that was a perfect timing for both of them and, and it worked out and now it's no longer that time and they have to move on yeah. So it, it, it's it's definitely it's definitely something that's not and it's it's not something that's explored in films. Uh, it's still to this day. I mean, when when do it's very rare that people do anything but the usual falling in love crap um, right. without any kind of a, a little extras on it. But uh, yeah, and it, it's it, I mean, of course, Alvia himself kind of makes the film though too, as far as just his his nonstop banter and his nonstop jokes because he's constantly and 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 you kind of appreciate annie for even putting up with this guy oh uh, yeah even to the point where you for later on you see him dating another another woman and who just is like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. as far as his lines and he realizes like oh you know and he was special and he was special because she right. put up with all his crap yeah and there's not many women that will do that right. diane keaton uh diane halls uh was was one of the few that's probably why he's so sad yeah i mean uh uh the 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 scene you're referring to i assume is the lobster scene when yes yeah i i will i will absolutely admit i have done this in relationships where something worked out so well in a previous one that i that i try to recreate it in the current how did that how did that work out (laughs) it 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 didn't work out very well right right. because i was because i was trying to fit um 
a, you know a square a square peg into a round hole or vice versa. I was trying to I, I was I was trying to create something out of uh, something else out of a different person, and that's not how adult relationships are supposed to work. And I think I was I might have been like a teenager at the time, but still, that's not it's not the way it's supposed to be. It makes for like. Alan plays it for great laughs. It's hilarious. And just this this woman's blank look on her face as she goes, what are you doing? It's a lobster. Just put it <laughs> in the damn pot and get it over with. And it's, oh, it's funny and endearing. And, and like, there's just so much that's, that's just relatable in this. Uh, I, uh, and it's, one yeah. thing I, I always, yeah. I still, I still appreciate about it is how much, uh, how kind of frank all the sexual discussion is. Which I, I mean, seventy-seven, of course, you know, it's like the seventies were, you know, more than a little bit known for their, you know, their <laughs> sexual uh, revolution. But um, you know, I don't know. Still, it's another thing. You don't really see adult conversations about sex in 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 films. They just you know straight up talk about things uh even just in passing, like people <laughs> literally people passing the street that he runs into talking about you know the the vibrating egg and stuff like that <laughs> like there's different things that um but they you know him they have a very sexual relationship which i mean well this is where it gets into the weird stuff with uh with Yellen because i don't know right. I, I, I he's it just even if we didn't know his history it's it's a kind of impossible to think of <laughs> Woody Allen as a sexual being i don't know something about him is very it's uh, off-putting it's off-putting but <laughs> you know it's it's that it's the classic trope of the young uh the young pretty woman and the yeah. you know the older intellectual guy who is you know like there's uh there's 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 a great scene where Annie and Alvy are talking but we actually the subtitles are what they're thinking and, yeah. she, and she feels intimidated by his his brains and that it, it's I from what I gather with what I have heard about Alan, this is a very classic trope of his. The you know, and it's a classic. I mean, it's Western. Yeah. It's Western drama, I suppose. Older dude, younger, beautiful woman together for reasons that never quite make sense, but you go with anyways. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, the the main characters, Alvy and, and Annie. Uh, I think they're they're great. Diane Keaton is so talented, so wonderful, so beautiful. Woody Allen, he does that nebbish, kind of awkward, neurotic character very well. He, you know what, Woody Allen, he says this is not autobiographical, and I call shenanigans on that, sir. (laughs) Shenanigans. And even if, uh, like, even if this was just a character he made up, this is who he he has become. I cannot separate Alvy from. Woody Allen at all at this point, and that's the mark of I think that's the mark of a great uh, a great character. Uh, like Alvy's, he's a wreck. He's been going to a therapist for fifteen years and has just had a breakthrough. He's judgmental. He's oh, judgmental. Yeah, I mean, he so, hates everyone. He hates, and he's paranoid about everything. Everything. Thinks, yeah, everything's out. Everyone's out to get him. Everyone's Every, a, everyone's a Jew hater or something. Oh yeah, he's militantly. <laughs> Jewish in this film, and it, which is a, also kind of a you know probably a breath of fresh air in '77. I mean, he is like unrepentant about what he is and does you know doesn't care. Uh, and I, I, it's something I don't know. I feel like that's um, 
it's one of those things that you just don't see it uh, too. Like you just don't see a man who's like just constantly calling people out on on their uh, anti-Semitism <laughs> and just seeing it and everything and things like that. Right. Even, uh, if, even if not many people are being anti-Semitic, he just thinks. No, no, he just thinks. <laughs> he just thinks it is. But <laughs> the reason for yeah. people. Yeah, but we'll see the, the the great the amazing dinner scene with uh <laughs> when he goes to Annie Hall's like waspy family. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a great shot where he, you know he she's got her her grandmother there who who's a a, a Jew hater as she put it like classic uh, Jew hater yeah classic <laughs> Jew hater who looks at him and there's that shot where he's just in like the rabbinical like he's, oh yeah, my god it just looks like a rabbi it's it's hysterical it's oh, a perfect it's so book. and I I loved all the non sequiturs in this like those mm. little moments keep the movie from just being two people talking about their feelings or just or like the jfk assassination uh with with uh, <laughs> with the uh, uh in a previous relationship with carol kane i i it's so it's so fresh and i can i feel that you could draw a line from uh from annie hall to family guy with its just random like off kilter bizarre non sequiturs and asides that I think would make Annie Hall very attractive to modern day audience. It, yes, it's an older film, but it doesn't move or feel like an older film. Uh, It's certainly not as quick or as, you know, absurd as a lot of today's comedies are, but it has uh, a life and an energy that, I think a lot of comedies these days are actually lacking. Yeah, no, it, it, there's, I mean, there isn't a scene that doesn't have a, a like a quotable line from it. There's there, every single scene has something that that has got like gone down in like kind of cinematic history as an amazing line, like you know the masturbation. Well, don't knock masturbation. It's sex with somebody I love. <laughs> like, there's so many great lines in this movie. Like every scene has great lines, and um, but like just like you're saying about like the, the the direction of the film, like where he's going through his past and he starts going to the places where he lived and he's pointing to the people that are, you know, he's seeing the past, but not just seeing the past. He's interacting with them and asking them questions like, why did you do this? Why are you acting like this? And they start, you know, even though those, those characters are still in the past, they're talking out loud. They're just talking about what they're, what they're doing, what their thoughts were on things. And they just, it makes everything, you know, instead of just a standard flashback, you know, a flashback here, I was as a kid, you know, kind of thing. It's him sitting in the chair at school. It's him, you know, it's like yeah. looking at his parents in his in his house. And uh, even even uh, uh, Annie Hall and uh, their friend, I'm forgetting the character's name, uh, you know, standing there help asking uh, asking their former his old family Ma- uh, members about Max or you know, every each um what's his name? Anyways, yeah, uh, sorry, I, yeah. I, I interrupted. I interrupted. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah so i mean it's 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 still it's still like it it, it moves that movie really it, it just keeps going and it, i i still think it's hysterically funny it's it's just there's so many funny moments in this movie it's it's hard to even collect them all there's just there's just so many yeah this the, the the coke scene where they're all doing coke i mean and he's <laughs> yeah. just bringing it to his face how much does this cost thousands and just blows a sneeze right into it <laughs> like and it's like, and there's so many things that like i feel like I'm, it's so funny it's it's like I mean it, you know we talk about Star Wars being influential, but I feel like Annie Hall is incredibly influential in its own way. I mean I'm not going to try to compare it to there's no uh you know Alvy Singer dolls that you're buying or bed sheets <laughs> or something like that. not that I know of that would, that would be uh, you, you, no no don't don't, don't make sheets. those let's don't let's make not Singer let's not make 
any of that. <laughs> Give my kids an Alvy Singer backpack. Damn it. Oh, do? do you want them to be beat up at school? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, but, yeah, it's, I didn't, I haven't laughed as much at a movie this year than I have at Annie Hall. I've seen a couple of, like, so many of the movies uh, nowadays, I feel like they're so driven on the a plot gimmick that mm. it's the characters trying to be funny. Whereas here in Annie Hall, it's effortless. All the comedy comes from these natural interactions between between the characters. For instance, I just everything about the first driving scene with, with Diane Keaton just like hauling <laughs> ass down the streets of New York. I just I was dying. Just because it was so absurd and so wonderful and so like perfectly in character for them. It it's Woody Allen has a great knack for for writing this very naturalistic but still witty and charming dialogue that is still it's it's still you could you can show this today and it would still kill no matter the audience i think it's it's great it's great oh i i love the throwback too when when we uh chris during christopher walken's amazing scene where christopher walken steals the show pretty much as uh as uh, annie hall's uh brother who uh, I guess it's a family history of a bad driver. So where he talks <laughs> about wanting to just turn the wheel into the. I forgot exactly the line where you just he he has a talk with uh, with Alvy Singer about just just sometimes driving, just wanting to just just drive into an oncoming car, and then you know preceded by the scene which they're driving home and just Alvy Singer just nervously looking at <laughs> nutty Christopher Walken <laughs> driving, like peering, staring over the <laughs> over the steering wheel. It's perfect. Oh, but true. yeah. I mean, I mean, what he 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 saves most of the humor for himself. It's mostly all the humor is pretty much his. It's all his lines. It's all him reacting to things. It's all his little witticisms and uh, one-liners. There's, everyone else is kind of playing to his. You know, nobody else is really funny in the movie in that way. Not mm, maybe mean, not, not entirely I mean, true. Not, certainly not in that way. But that's not to say that. Diane Keaton doesn't hold her own against us. Oh, no. Diane Keaton is, she is absolutely wonderful in this. But she doesn't have to play the weird neurotic, you know, person. She just has to play the object of Alvy's affection, her, this naive uh, young girl who blossoms into this, you know, more confident woman and, you know, leaves Alvy, you know, Alvy in the dust because. Man, you can only you can only t- deal with Alvy Singer so much before you you go negative energy. Yeah, just, before I'm done. Just, before I'm done. Yeah, with I this. mean, it, well, it's interesting though because he kind of does start her off on her way because he, he their first date is when they go to uh, that nightclub and she she sings uh, what she sing. It had to be you, and yeah. um, and uh, that's that's their first date, right? I think that's it's um, right. Oh no, it's right after. She does that. They go right. on their little date and he kisses her. You know, the whole let's oh, yeah. kiss first. And then um and then so he kind of she he is there for the start of her career and future. Uh kind of puts her on her way and then she realizes she's outgrown him and that's kind of where it ends up, uh where she realizes she could do more, basically. Right. And uh, and, and, and and she has grown, but Alvy hasn't. No. It's it's you know, evidenced by Alvy's been going to the therapist for 15 years it's two two ex-wives yeah, he's two, not he's yeah. not changing all, all that. Anytime but, but but annie goes to 
a therapist for one one time <laughs> yeah, one and has a, has a major breakthrough. And, yeah, yeah, I remember. And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it's, it's like, wait, I've been doing it for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah no it's and it's great though. I mean, it, it's kind of makes it sadder for him because he he is just the guy that was you know he was perfect for her almost in a way. Right. Maybe it was you know that way around. Uh, he helped her on his way while he sits stuck in you know stuck yeah. in whatever mire that he's created himself. He's not he's not he's not gonna do, he's not gonna ever do anything or change. He's just not that person. No. She's gonna she's gonna become something. She's gonna be huge. You know. Yeah, she's gonna be, uh, she's gonna be Diane Keaton. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I I. You know, one does have to talk, one mentioning Diane Keaton in this movie. One does have to talk about the uh, her outfits. Uh, oh yeah, my uh, my mother, uh, who who saw this over the weekend. When you know, and when I when I went home to watch this, she was like, "Oh my lord!" Everyone after this movie was wearing the ties and the vests, and the big pants. Like, See, there actually was merch. We didn't. They just didn't. They didn't put their name on it. That's that, you know. It could have if they just only put some Annie Hall <laughs> merch out there. No, but yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, and the funny thing was, it was. I, I believe it was all her clothes, only her personal clothes. Yes. And she just wore her own stuff. Uh, yes, I believe just... so. Um, I, I believe a story I read was the costume designer. <laughs> Was uh, thoroughly against the clothes that uh, Diane Keaton brought, but hey, lady, I mean, look yeah. at it now. This is look, you know she's my new career. That late, whoever that was, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I I do have to admit, I from I think from the first when when they when they first met when she was wearing that ridiculous outfit, I was immediately I was I was there. I was like, yep. This is this is this is Were you a great. Smitten? I was ve- I was I was smoted, smoted, <laughs> sir. It, she was um, yeah, she's great. She's uh, I well, would you do you think she uh, Annie is a manic pixie dream girl? Could you see that? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't feel like she's not. She doesn't lead him anywhere. She doesn't bring anything out of him. You know, what I mean, that's uh, she. She's not the crazy one. Ah, mm. uh, I don't know. It's. I don't. I don't think so. It's okay. isn't Manny Pixie kind of like the one that you know the crazy girl that flies into someone's life and makes them realize something about themselves? Isn't that kind of the? Well, yeah. Yes, but it's not necessarily. I mean, Alvy does realize something at the end. This is not necessarily. He realizes something it's... that's doesn't involve Annie. It involves like relationships right. are. Uh, what was it? It was about the eggs. So like, it's hard, but you got you want the eggs, so you you put up with this. With yeah. the chickens or whatever the whatever the metaphor was, I wish I had written that down. So in a so in a way, she does help them realize, but also, I suppose characters are just meant to help other characters realize things. Alvy mm-hmm. helped. Al Alvy Alvy did Alvy did help. Uh, Andy he was change. a manic, manic pixie dream boy. Yeah, there you go. A nebbish, maybe, that's, maybe a yeah. If we manic the, uh... nebbish dream. Manic, manic <laughs> nightmare man. <laughs> Forty. <laughs> I'm coining it. There we go. You John. Also, yeah. All right. John, send comments and questions to <laughs> Oscar Watch Podcast at Gmail. Ah, for more on this topic, um, I do have to. Uh, we are running a bit low on time. I do have to mention that this movie is shot incredibly. Oh it, yeah. It. Uh, I was i did you know i i just sat down watched it i didn't do any of the research on it yet i just wanted to see the movie cold and i was blown away by the 
framing and the craftsmanship of this. And it turns out the film was shot by the legendary Gordon Willis, who shot both all three Godfather films, a lot of, and collaborated with Alan on a number of things. He brought a very European, like uh, Fellini, Bunuel kind of uh, ideology to uh, his work here, and it shows. The, uh, I read that the average shot length of Annie Hall is 14 seconds, and you can see that because the camera just stays there in these beautiful frames, and sometimes it tracks around a room the entire way, and it it, it really lets the characters, because there's so little editing, bet- cutting between close-up and wide shot and medium shot and, and all the little tricks that you learn in film school, it lets the characters come alive and the energy feels more natural so when woody and diane they start getting into it just on a verbal level they they're actually doing it there's no there's no help it's just them playing off one another and willis just sets the camera so perfectly that it just it's wonderful to uh it's wonderful to behold as somebody who is a big fan of the visual the visual storytelling aspects of film and well, you it's know, Steve, I, I didn't know about the uh split screen uh the the trick that they used here which i i saw you mentioning online oh, yeah yeah during the uh audience my knowledge is that during the there's a scene between uh the you know when annie and both annie and alvi are at two different psychologists and it's a it's a split screen and they're talking basically about the same thing it turns out they're actually they're they're literally in the same room. There's just a wall between them, a fake wall that's meant to look like a like like a split screen. So a split they, screen effect. Yeah. So like and it's so, great because they talk over each other. They talk over each other. It, they hear each and other. It works so perfectly. It, yeah. They yeah exactly they hear each other. They 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 kind of comment on what's going on. So it's just one of those things when you watch it, it's like that's really well done. But no, it was actually even clever, more clever than it's, that. They, it's so it's so clever. And the okay. worst the worst part is that. Willis did not get an Oscar nomination for this film. In fact, he, uh, having shot both Godfather Part 1 and 2, the movies that won Best Picture those years, mind you, mind you, uh, and like that, fam- that famous tracking shot in Godfather Part 2, which is just, just so mm. wonderful. He didn't get a nomination for those. He would only get really two nominations for uh, Zelig, which was another Woody Allen movie, and Godfather Part Three before uh, before he uh, tapered off and and later and later died. Uh, and this is despite being one of the undisputed masters of the craft that uh, that is cinematography. So it's uh, a beautifully shot movie, so unlike the comedies of today, which are. Brightly lit, flat, and relies too much on quick cutting. Like, yeah, everything relies too much on quick cutting these days. So it's nice to see a film that just lets its characters move about. It gives them a space to play in and tells them to go nuts. And that makes for some excellent comedy, in my opinion. <sighs> okay, that's that's me. <laughs> uh, it's like... Yeah, uh, it's it's great. It's I I I mean, we're maybe jumping ahead of myself, but the, I I personally feel that the Academy did a good job here. I I know uh, you might have a 
I feel as far as if comparing this versus the first Star Wars, I don't really feel like there is a comparison, to be honest. I, I, I appreciate, you know, what Star Wars led to. That's a, a different story. But as far as the pictures that were there that, that year, I feel like I don't feel like there's a comparison. I, I It's superior film in every way. Yeah. It's a, like uh, like I said, Annie Hall deserved to win this battle uh, between, you know, art house and, and, and blockbuster uh, Hollywood. And I will, I you know, I will say, I will, I would only say that Hollywood made the made the wrong decision because I have the, the gift of time and and right and and hindsight, yeah. Uh, but having watched this and having talked about it and remembering, like, God, yes, this is funny. This is charming. It's neurotic and it's wonderfully paced. It's, it is a sup- It is a superior film to star wars perhaps perhaps the most and, and perhaps in most every way i star wars is probably a, a way more fun experience just it's the most like i you know when they start running when they start running down the running down the trench i still am all on board and i'm so happy and i'm a little kid again <laughs> but anyhow and like the academy they absolutely they made the right choice they made the right choice here it's uh anyhow is a Great movie, well deserved. Uh, Woody Allen. This is no matter what, you, no matter what you say. I think no matter what else may have come out later, this will be the film you are most remembered for. And I know you're not most the, the happiest with this. I know you would have preferred if it was longer and more existential, and it's just more about Alvy and his weird and all of his little asides and his opinions on things, but. You and your editor and Gordon Willis and everybody you made you crafted a beautiful look at relationships that is emotional and also really, really damn funny. So Academy, I think I think you got done good on this one. <laughs> right. Wow, the wow, the two for two for one so far in our in our tallies. The two for one so far the... in our tallies, yeah. Absolutely, well, not not too bad. We'll see how that holds up, right? Yeah, there are a lot of films to talk about. So eighty-eight, we'll see, 88 plus maybe some foreign films, plus some animated films, <coughs> a whole bunch of things. So, but this is a perfect segue. I just ruined it for Alex. What are we going to be doing? Ah, uh, yes, next week. Do you got the dice? That's I got my dice, so we're okay. going to be uh, rolling this once again. Yes. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, we have started a new thing where we determine what we're going to watch next week by a roll of two ten-sided die taken from Alex's nerdy Dungeons and Dragons Pathfinder collection, <laughs> and we will. Uh, he's going to roll that up. And I bought gonna... I bought these from the internet, sir. <laughs> 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 all right so yeah no, we're gonna just roll up two dice and see what what number it gives us if it's over 88 we'll ignore it if it's anything we've done we'll ignore it yeah, otherwise okay. we'll, we'll do whatever film it is all right whatever here we go film it is. okay uh 95 that's too high <laughs> that's too high okay 66 Ooh, 66 is, that... is schindler's list Ooh. oh which i have not seen since release okay that's um that's going to be it. some 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 light uh, film watching for the for the yeah, weekend. Yeah, you know, just you know, go, going from personal, you know, you know, inter, you know, personal relationships to yeah, a movie about the Holocaust. Sure, <laughs> you know, I, I've actually been watching Band of Brothers uh, this Memorial Day weekend. I caught, which I 
Oh. Are you doing that as well? I just yeah. saw, I saw something about. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I've been catching my wife up on it, and who's never seen it before, and she's completely in love as as any good person should be, because it's an amazing, amazing series. But um, I've definitely been getting back into my World War II kick, which I I went on. That sounds like a weird thing to say, <laughs> but, but I don't know. I definitely was uh, obsessed with all, all the stuff. I think probably after Band of Brothers, seeing Brett Ryan kind of time when uh, all, all these crazy stories of. Uh, heroism and then uh just uh just just people put into insane situations like unthinkable situations i um, applaud all of them who made it through yeah I, I could, yeah i, I uh we just got to the i'm gonna forget the, the name of the episode but the episode uh during the the battle of the bulge uh where they're they're uh, with the medic uh i forget the name of it, but it's well, sorry well let's start talking yeah. about band of brothers now well, but anyway <laughs> well, band, of brothers, no, band of brothers are great uh that's one of the best like hours of television i feel like that i love that love that episode yeah um but yeah so i that's cool i i will i will be interested to see how this movie holds up 93 was it that long ago 1993 yes wow one uh-huh young pups it was uh oh. Yeah, yeah. The year '90s Schindler's List, Jurassic Park came out that year. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking. That'll be. Yeah, that's an interesting year. There's some good good movies then. So uh, yeah. we'll see how it how it stacks up. Uh, I can't say that I'm like oh so excited to see Schindler's List. <laughs> it is a tough is a tough time, but hey, man, that's what the dice says. So that's what the dice. That's they're they're doing do. high. We're going high. I'm, I was kind of hoping for a, a lower. Uh, uh, older film, one of you know something from the 30s or 40s or something that we haven't possibly haven't seen. But yeah. I guess we'll we'll get to that point. We will. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> but for now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Oscar Watch. Thank you for tuning in, listening. If you like what you hear, find us on iTunes. Give us a rating. It helps with the uh, search engine on there. Send us an email if you have questions or comments about this week's episode, or if you have any thoughts on the upcoming Schindler's List, we'd love to hear them. And follow us on social media, Instagram, all that good stuff, and we will keep you informed as to what's uh, what's coming up. Uh, so, lastly, thanks for listening. My name is Steve. Alex Riviello. And we <laughs> will see you next time. Uh, here on Oscar Watch. Take care. Seems like old times having you to walk with seems like Having you